Hi there, that's Talk Sports fans. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Let's Talk New York's Let's Talk Sports Roundtable. Um, I'm joined by my co-host Bill, who it, I always get to talk Pittsburgh sports. He's our Pitts expert, if you will. Thanks for joining me today, Bill. Thanks for having me, Dan. Uh, no, no problem at all. Um, so, um, as we get closer to NFL season, there's been more Steelers news than I expected, to be honest with you, this week, because we've talked about Deontay Johnson, um, he was in a contract year, would they do it or wouldn't they? It seemed like even if they did, it might have been a end of the season thing or closer to the end of the season but I think this is a smart move by them because the longer you wait to pay a wide receiver at the moment it could cost you two million a year minimum to be honest with you um Deontay Johnson isn't that top 10 receiver if you will but he is until George Pickens emerges with best receiver on this team set the reality is, in today's NFL, you should pay the best receiver on your team. You know what he is. You don't know what George Pickens will be. I've cried of confidence in George Pickens, but I think it actually helps Pickens and their rookie quarterback, Payne Johnson. So, um, yeah, I kind of like this move, and it's a bit... It's a bit different to how the last front office... I don't think the last front office maybe... You spoke in the past, they don't really pay their offensive weapons. They pay the defence, but not the offensive weapons. So is this maybe a signal of some of the changes you'll see, do you think, Bill? Yeah. Um, you know, I was glad they signed him, to be honest with you. Um, he is their best receiver, um, you know... Last season, he he didn't have a bad season. Last year, he was he was pretty good. He had he had uh, eleven hundred and sixty one yards, and he had 100, 107 receptions, and he you know he caught eight t- touchdown passes. Um, you know he was Big Ben's favorite target last year. So um, glad that they signed a, him to it. They signed him to a two year extension, so that locks him up till twenty twenty five, and that's good. You know it's it's going to average a little over eighteen million a year. Um, and you know, the total deal I think is worth like 39.5, but, uh, he's got like incentives and plus he's got 27 mil guaranteed. So he's, uh, he's doing pretty well, <laughs> so, but, um, but yeah, no, I, I mean, I know last, uh, last couple times we had talked, I, uh, mentioned about his drops, you know, I kind of want to correct myself on that. He didn't have many drops last year. He only had a, I think four. Um, but the previous year in 2020, he had like 13. So, you know, he has improved from that from that standpoint. So, yeah, I mean, he is the be- like I said, he is the best receiver. And, and like you alluded to, Dan, until George Pickens, you know, kind of learns, you know, the whole system and kind of, you know, gets into his own. This is a good signing, I think, for the Steelers. So, yep, yeah, I agree. And also, if you give me a choice of him and Claypool, I take. Deontay Johnson every day for a couple of reasons. One, I think he's a better receiver. I think he's more consistent. 
and also I think Claypool's all about him and I do understand most receivers are all about them but there's a difference between wanting your stats and still being about with the team you saw I don't think it was last season I think it was the season before where Claypool took the catch but he was too busy celebrating and no, then he got a payment I get yeah, it, was it was last year. Then. It was against, uh, against the Vikings. Yep, against the um, Vikings. Yeah. If that's me, I wouldn't have played him next game. And I understand it's for anything. You should play your team, your best team. It's hard enough, but that would annoy me. Uh, to be honest with you, not just if I'm a coach and staff on the coaching staff, that would annoy me as a fan. To be honest with you. Um, so, yeah, that's just how I feel. I think Johnson's the better receiver, and I think he's the better leader. And the Steelers are going through a phase of transition, especially on offense. They're going to need all the leaders, what they can get, and I don't think that's Claypool. So, I don't know. He may fit. I could be wrong. He may sign a new contract um, soon, but I'm not sure he's long for the Steelers. Yeah, he's going to be up next year, Chase Claypool. So, yeah. Um, but you know, yeah, I agree with you. You know, for being six foot four, he he doesn't play like he's six foot four. Uh, how many times have you seen him go up for balls and never come down on his feet? He's just he's, I like I said before, he needs to go down to like, I don't know, he needs to go out down to like the tough neighborhoods in Pittsburgh and and play basketball. Like he needs to like rebound and get knocked around he, he's just I don't know he's just um he just he just he's six foot four but he doesn't play like it he, he plays kind of you know <laughs> kind of wimpy if you ask me but yeah no I mean he is all about himself like you alluded to that uh that play he, you know he had last year of celebrating and not getting the ball when the time was ticking down yeah that was that was last year against the Minnesota Vikings at Minnesota I definitely remember that play um I don't know. They interviewed him. You know, they did a bunch of interviews with players before the camp started this year, and they interviewed him, and he just – he kind of has made the comment that he wants to set the record straight, that he's sorry for, you know, his um, his selfishness last year and some of the things that – antics that he did, and he's he said he claims he's grown up. I guess he – I forget who it was he worked with over the offseason, but um, – oh, it was Samuel um, that he worked with in the offseason. But, you know, he uh, – He's claiming that he's grown up a little bit. We'll see how that, you know, time will tell on that one. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm just uh, – I was a big Trace Clayful, you know, fan when they first got him. But, I don't know, as of late, I've kind of, you know, like I said, he just he just doesn't uh, – you know, the selfishness and, you know, he just – like I said, for being a six-foot-four receiver, he plays soft, you know, and uh, so – yeah, Audrey, and look, um, you may very well have matured. The door, I don't know, you may be different. A door's never closed for me as a fan in regard to a player as long as they do change unless there's something completely odd. So, look, I understand he's a young man. So if he comes in and shows leadership and maybe shows more effort in those 50-50 plays and it's, not the end of the road. And possibly this payday Deontay Johnson got may 
motivate him because he might say, hmm, but they paid one receiver. Well, I'm going to have to buck my ideas up because, mm -hmm. or they're not going to pay two with a uh, receiver on a rookie deal. So perhaps he will be different. It will be interesting to see that. I'm not holding out my hope because it's not like he was a rookie last year, which yeah. would explain some of it. Um, we will see, Bill, and no matter what the case is, we'll cover it um, well, as we get closer to the season. One episode, we'll probably have to do a deep dive into this receivable. Yeah. If I may wait, say more and more thing on that, you know, I, I kind of thought possibly they would hold off signing Johnson just for that reason, that they were going to have to turn around and, and maybe possibly pay Chase Claypool. But that wasn't the case. They, uh, they signed Johnson, and now that might, you know, like you said, that might, you know, basically tell Chase Claypool, hey, you know what, I need to have a good year this year. Not not only to maybe possibly sign a big deal with the Steelers, but to showcase himself for other teams. So, Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, before we move on um, to the next topic, um, staying on the receivers, I've been told by two beat reporters who cover Pittsburgh um, on separate occasions. They've uh, I've spoke with them by DM, and they've spoke about George Pickens, what, how good he looks, and their belief that he's going to have a monster year. So if I'm a Steelers fan like you are, that gets me all kind of excited. You've come, not so much the last couple of years, all that hasn't been terrible, but you've come to expect not just good receivers, exceptional receivers. So that gets me all kind of excited that, you probably found another one. So, yeah, um, exciting times if I'm a Steelers fan. I agree. And, you know, here's the thing. You know, as we've talked numerous times before, you know, the passing game last year and the year before, and, and really for the last, well, I would say for the last few years since Ben got hurt and had that surgery, you know, they've only been throwing the ball you know, between 12 and 20 yards. So hopefully now that they have Mitch Trubinsky in there, as, as you know, we're projected he's going to be the starter. You know, and maybe now, you know, they have a decent decent rider receiving core. They got Pickens, they got Chase Claypool, they got Deontay Johnson. Now maybe we're going to see the deep ball more, you know, because I definitely think uh, Trubinsky's arms are a whole hell of a lot stronger than what Ben has, what Ben's arms have been the last couple of years, so. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, uh, before we get to uh, the baseball trade deadline, I believe there's one brief uh, thing you wanted to talk about on the Penguins. Yeah, supposedly the Penguins, I just read an article on uh, in the Sporting News. Uh, apparently the Penguins have an interest in Patrick Kane on, from Chicago. So, um, you know, Kane, he's... He's going to be 34 years old this year, but, you know, he really hasn't sl slowed down. He had a 92-point season last year, um, you know, and he, he uh, he's he's a dynamic player, I think, you know, and uh, I think he would look absolutely great alongside Evgeny Malkin on the team's second line. You know, he's, he's in his final season of his contract. So, um, yeah, but I re read that the Penguins are like – he's like one of their front runners for um, – you know, somebody that, that they're looking to get, so which would I think would be yeah. great. 
Yep, yeah, I agree. Um, so and moving on to, I guess, Bill. No, I was just going to say, in the Blackhawks GM Kyle Davidson has already said that more than likely he's not going to make it. You know, um, you know that they're looking to, to get rid of him. More than likely, he's you know he's either going to get traded here in the off season or he's not going to um, he's not going to make it past the trade deadline. So, um, if I'm the Penguins and if I'm Ron Hextall, I'm doing what I can to get that deal done. Yeah, I agree. Um... So the Pirates, I know you was hoping um, not much was done at trade uh, deadline. It was not just for the Pirates. It was a busy period, uh, about as busy as I can imagine on the actual day. Um, it proves how much I know about baseball. I said, like, even on the day, Ron Soto, a deal probably wouldn't happen just because of how complicated it would be, well, it just goes to show why I'm a podcaster and not an expert <laughs> because a deal did get done. So, um, yeah, yeah um, from a Pirates point of view, what was your thoughts? Uh, trading Quintana and uh, Stratton? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I thought they should have held on to Jose Quintana. I thought he was their best pitcher. I mean... Um, you know, it's the best ERA, you know. Um, but I understand why they – I don't understand why they moved them, but I, I I get that they're, you know, that was hit, hit their number one uh, trade piece. Well, and, and Brian Reynolds too, but I guess they couldn't get a deal done with the Yankees on that. So, But, yeah, I mean, they got they got uh, Johan Avedo, a right-handed relief pitcher, and they got a third base in Malcolm Nunez. Um, to be honest with you, I don't really know too much about either of those guys. So that should that should tell you all you need to know right there. So uh, yeah, um, um, well, it's one of those. I think they've gone down the route of the players. What they've got aren't getting them any better. Sort of kind of down the route what the Cubs went last year, where. Mm-hmm. Fully committing to a rebuild, they definitely are now. Reynolds will be out the door in the summer, in my opinion. Uh, after the summer, I just think he will, and I think they're fully recommend to a rebuild. And you're seeing with the Cubs, if that is the case, the Cubs got all these prospects last year, and they're not much like the Cubs, they're not a piece or two away. This is going to take some time, and if they are committing to it, and there'll be no shortcuts, then that is one way, obviously. We'll see if it plays out, but it's always better to have veterans than prospects because they're called prospects for a reason. You don't know what they'll grow into, so we'll see. Right. And in hearing your words about the moves, I think the best way to sum it up, and would I be right in saying you don't like the moves, but you understand it, if you will, and you would have preferred to keep them around for the product on the field, but you understand the reasoning of bringing in prospects what you can hopefully grow for a better future. Well, you have to understand my perspective, though. I'm coming from a Pirates fan. They they yeah. rebuild every, every three years. They <laughs> never, ever, you know, th- this is what they do. You know, they... they 
they develop guys and they trade them away. They, you know, when I hear them, oh, we're in a rebuild. I'm like, you guys have been in a rebuild for the last 27 years. Like, like the only exception would be 2013, you know, you know, I mean, it's just, um, you know, at some point in time, you got to develop the talent and you got to hold on to the talent and you got to, you know, but they don't do that. They develop the talent and they get rid of them and, and they, they don't even think twice about doing it, which, you know, I mean, Quintana, I mean, he's, he's good. I mean, he was a good pitcher for them and, you know, he had, uh, he had an ERA. I think his ERA before he got traded was uh, like right just at four, you know. So, I mean, he was doing pretty good, but, you know, I, I just, you know, and then they got rid of Chris Stratton too as well. He was in the, he was uh, packaged in the deal as well. But yeah, I mean, until the Pirates prove to me that they're willing to do what's necessary to win, I just really, it's just all fluff to me. I, I you know, I'm so sick and tired of hearing, well, we're rebuilding, we're rebuilding. It's like, yeah, you rebuild every every three to four years, you go through a rebuilding process. And it's just, there's no, other teams rebuild, and then guess what they do, Dan? They go out and win. The Pirates don't I, do that. <laughs> I agree. Um, I was going to say, if they're fully committing to rebuild, and going, they believe these prospects are um the road to uh, uh, success, then what they've got to do is their farm system isn't working for them, so they've got to get the staff and completely gut it. They've got to bring in the best of the best, ideally. They probably won't do this good um, ownership, but if you could poach some of the staff off someone like the Rays, who have a record of developing good young talent, you've got to do it. It's no good having these prospects and no one who can round them out. So that right. is, I would say, I don't know. I might be talking rubbish, but that's if you've got no. talent in your farm system, you've got to develop them, or it's no good. Right, and that's you know they well they develop them all right, but then they get rid of them the, the moment that they uh, show any signs of promise. They get rid of them. They, I mean, they they develop them. Don't get me wrong. They they develop them great, but they don't you know. They don't ever. That doesn't ever translate to anything. Like O'Neill Cruz. I mean, O'Neill Cruz is amazing. I hope they hold on to him, but more than likely, they'll develop him and, and move him in another two years. So, you know, I mean, it's just it's it's frustrating with this. I get I get really frustrated. You know, just like like the Daniel Vogelbach deal. Did they really have to make that deal? I mean, really? Do they really have to make that deal? I mean, he's tearing it up in uh, in New York. You know, with the Mets. Just the other night, he hit a grand slam. I mean, you know, and hey, he was a, he was a good designated hitter. He was he put power in their lineup, you know. But you know, by the same token, though, it's not like they're it's not like they're uh, in a race for a pennant. You know, they're they're sitting middle of the pack of the in the division. They're not going anywhere. They're 15 games back. You know, so um, yeah. you know, I just oh, it's just it's just you know it's just it's it's just frustrating. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I'll I mean, get... they're, uh, they've had kind of an, an interesting week this week, Dan. They, uh, you know, they, they swept the Brewers at home, which I was kind of shocked by, you know, they, they, they lost prior to that. They lost, they lost four game series, got swept by the Phillies, all four games. And then, uh, you know, Brewers come in on Tuesday 
and uh, they were able to beat the take the first game five to three, second game eight to seven, and the in the third game five to four. You know now they're in interleague play with the uh, Baltimore Orioles. They lost last night, and then they they uh, first pitch here is uh, actually I think they just pitched. Uh, I think they're I don't even know where they're at. Yeah, they're they're playing the Orioles right now. So, but yeah, I mean uh, <laughs> it's just kind of like. You know, it's weird. They get they get swept four games by the Phillies, and then they the Brewers come into town. The the uh, you know the the uh, number one team in the in their division standings. You know, and they're able to sweep them. So, uh-huh. but uh, yeah, they're sitting right in the middle again in the division. They're at forty three and sixty three, fifteen games back from the uh, from the Brewers. So, yeah. Um. So um, that just about wraps up the episode. Other than to say, um, Bill's going to be doing some content for us um, away from me, if you will, um, of uh, with my health situation and the time difference. The post game during the NFL season just isn't possible. So Bill's going to be heading up a post game show with Connor. Who does our NASCAR uh, content? I'm excited to have um, you as an admin, if you will, and um, your, what you'll bring. Excited to see the results, Bill. Well, thanks, Dan. I appreciate that. You know, uh, I'm yeah, I'm more than happy to very uh, very happy to do that. Um, you know, definitely so. Uh, no, no problem at all. Um, got so much planned for the NFL season, all sorts of different voices, and it's just a way for it to feel more like a network. Me and Tanner will do the pre-game on Sunday. Carlos and Jeremy, which um, two interesting characters, will be doing the post-game on a Thursday. Um that's going to be very interesting. I've got Jude Jets, a very talented um, teenager, obviously a Jets fan, doing the pre-game for Thursday. So we've got a very variety of lineup in different voices. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to have Bill part of the team. And, of course, our content on this show will continue. So, yeah, I just wanted to give everyone a little... Um, sort of update on what we've got going and um yeah the content will continue to grow so um yeah is there anything else you wanted to say before we close out bill no that's it dan i'm i'm excited that uh we finally got nfl football back it was great to watch the hall of fame game the other night even though it's it was a sloppy game as expected it's preseason but it's uh it's it's really uh Really good that we have it back, you know, and so excited yeah. for this season, excited for a lot of things in this season. There's a lot of, uh, you know, I mean, my Steelers, obviously the, you know, the, uh, you know, the changing of the guard, if you will, with the quarterback, you know, and, and just seeing how that pans out. And, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm really excited to see other things like, uh, I'm excited to see what Tom Brady does on the Buccaneers this year. And there's, there's a lot of, you know, uh, a lot of interesting things going on in the NFL and it's going to be a good year, I think. 
Yeah, um, I, I'd really, uh, yeah, that should be um, interesting. Um, Tom Brady, we can make a whole episode there of, but I'm intrigued. Yeah. He did not look good at the end of the season, and I think you can argue he's got less support this year than he had last year. Some players have walked, some players have got injured. <laughs> Losing your centre is not a good yeah. start to that either, so we'll see well, how that and I'm excited to see what Buffalo does. I think Buffalo's going to be a very tough team this year. I, I just, uh, you know, there's, um, you know. And your Jets, I tell you what, you know, when you think about it, the Jets, I think, had the best um, draft. You know, I was just listening to the other day on NFL radio on SiriusXM. I think they had, uh, um, what was his name? Uh, uh, not Bob Papa, but the other guy on there. Um, anyway, he uh, made a comment that he thought the the Jets had the best draft, one of one of the best drafts in their organizational history this year. You know, this past draft. You know, yeah. So yeah. I mean, uh, and he was talking about how, you know, uh, the, your coach uh, Saleh, uh, good coach, and you know, they expect to see some good things out of your Jets this year. So. Yeah, um, Audrey, I mean, it's going to be interesting. I'm going to be honest. I've got high hopes, but not as high hopes as like some fans have. Some fans are yeah. dreaming of playoffs. It, I think yeah, that'll be was, more of a next year. It was it was Pat Kerwin that said that. It was uh, uh, okay. It, yeah, it was Jimmy Miller and Pat Kerwin because they were uh, they were at the Jets training camp, and he met, and Pat Kerwin made that comment. He said, "I he goes when I look at this draft, he goes." And I look at the 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 organization as a whole. He goes, this this is one of their best drafts in organizational history. So, yeah. but uh, yeah, but yeah. So it'll be a it'll be a heck of a season this year, Dan. We'll we'll have a lot to talk about. So. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, um, yeah, um, that just about wraps everything up. Other than to say, anyone what hasn't please like and subscribe to a youtube channel it is an area what we try and grow and me and bill will be back next week and until then let's talk sport fans thanks for watching